0: If you'd like to watch our live stream services or learn more about our congregation, I invite you to visit us at centralsynagogue.org. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon.
1: Well, I wanted to tell you that I feel like life is getting more stressful by the day, but I have to tell you right now, I'm not feeling that so much. But that is what I'm going to talk about. I, I know that there's a lot of stress in the world, and I don't know what particular heaviness you might be carrying, but I know that you're carrying something, and I know that I am too. Perhaps this is what compels us to come together on Shabbat, seeking relief or comfort from whatever it is that weighs on our hearts. For me, at times, it's the big things, like the state of our nation or the illness of a loved one, or the latest climate disaster that keep me up at night. Other times, it's the comparatively small things, the overcrowded subway, the sense that there are never enough hours in the day, the feeling of racing the clock, the cold the grind. There are all the little dramas of our daily lives, the little frictions and fissures between us and those around us, the inevitable slights and misunderstandings that arise whenever we imperfect humans interact. With all of this, it is easy for us to sink into despair, and we often do. This world can be demanding and discouraging, it can feel like a wilderness. Thankfully, we are no strangers to the wilderness. After our miraculous redemption from slavery, the Israelites spent years wandering in the Midbar, an uninhabited and forbidding desert land. Our time there was trying, and we sometimes succumb to bitterness and hopelessness. In fact, a few weeks ago, in Parshat Beshalach, Mere verses after we escaped through the Red Sea to freedom, we cried out to Moses and Aaron, if only we had died by the hand of the Eternal in the land of Egypt. You have brought us out into this wilderness to starve this whole congregation to death. In that moment, we felt rudderless and unmoored, unable to see a way forward. Instead of taking action, we let the despair of the desert swallow us. This was the path of least resistance, and we took it. But this week's portion, Truma, tells a different story. We are still in the wilderness, but this time, instead of surrendering to the emptiness around us, we decide to build something beautiful there. In the uncertainty of a seemingly uninhabitable land and an unmapped future, we set about creating a sacred space for ourselves. We call this space the tabernacle or the mishkan, and it becomes a place where we can pray, reflect, and seek out God. Undertaking a major construction project in the heart of the wilderness wasn't easy. We had few tools and scarce resources, but we had one another In perhaps the most central verse of the portion, Rabbi Ross mentioned this earlier, God explains to Moses how to build the tabernacle, saying, Tell the Israelite people to bring me gifts. You shall accept gifts for me from every person whose heart is so moved. What does this mean? Rabbi Jonathan Sachs notes that this verse gives us a clue as to how we might find a sense of the sacred in the grind of everyday life. He writes, that is the life-transforming secret of the name of the Parsha, Truma. It means a contribution. Rabbi Sack sees the heart contribution described in the verse as more than a simple material transaction, but one in which the giver extends outside of herself for the good of the whole. He continues, the very act of giving flows from or leads to The understanding that what we give is part of what we were given. It is a way of giving thanks, an act of gratitude. In times of great stress and strain, in the wilderness, our tradition teaches that we can find comfort through connection, holiness through acts of kindness. Rabbi Larry Hoffman, one of the most prominent Jewish liturgy scholars of our time, whose ideas have profoundly shaped Reform Judaism for decades, reflected on kindness as he spoke at his retirement dinner last year. He said candidly, now that I am leaving, you have a right to know what I have been doing all these years. So let me tell you what I do. Mostly, I try to practice kindness. Helping students, counseling alumni, responding to phone calls, righting wrongs when I can, looking out for unhappy people to to whom I can lend an ear or a hand. I am proudest of things like that. Rabbi Hoffman has written or edited over 40 books, and for all of that, this is his Torah in one word, kindness. In the wilderness of the day-to-day, simply accepting the idea that we are too discouraged, too busy, or too ground down to do good in the world is taking the path of least resistance. We may not realize it at the time, but when we allow ourselves to be pulled down by the weight of the day, it is like crying out, I wish we had stayed in Egypt back in the past. Why can't things be like they used to be? When we are drained and stretched thin, struggling to find our way and longing for simpler times, extending ourselves to others may feel impossible. But taking time to connect is a brave and radical choice. It is a way of affirming that we each matter, that our contributions, our heart offerings, are meaningful and even necessary to the community. As columnist Margaret Renkel wrote in this week's New York Times, "Instead of giving up something for Lent, I'm planning to make a heartfelt offering. In times like these, it makes more sense to seek out daily causes for praise than daily reminders of lack." So here is my resolution, to find as many ordinary miracles as a waterlogged winter can put forth, as many resurrections as an eerily early springtime will allow. Tiny beautiful things are bursting forth in the darkest places, in the smallest nooks and deepest cracks of the hidden world, and I am going to keep looking every single day until I find one. May we remember that we have the power to create a place of refuge together, a mishkan of beauty, kindness, and gratitude in even the most empty and unexpected of places. May we have the courage to choose connection over despair and gratitude over solitude. We are the builders of our own mishkan making meaning in the wilderness. Shabbat shalom. And I'd always praise your name.
0: Thank you for listening to this edition of Central Synagogue's podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you're in the loop on future episodes. And please follow us on social media or watch our live stream at centralsynagogue.org, our Facebook page, or on national cable at the Jewish Broadcasting Service. Thanks again for joining us.